Hello, wine lovers, and welcome to Taste, Spins, and Terror with STC Wine Girl, the wine podcast that focuses on having fun and taking the guesswork out of picking a wine. I'm your host, STC Wine Girl, Shannon Carlson, owner and operator of Midwest Vino, LLC. Each week, we are going to select a wine, learn where it's from, how it is made, how it tastes, and maybe a few wine pairing options to go with it. So let's have some fun. Find the wines that we like and take the guesswork out of picking a wine. Let's go. This week, we head north to the country of Austria. This week's wine is Schlosskellerie Gobelsberg Cistercian Rosé 2021. When you look at this bottle... The label is an antique, aged, cream-colored label. It just looks like it holds a lot of history to it. The label itself doesn't have a lot of writing on it, but it does tell you where it comes from, which is Schloss Goebbelsberg. And it also tells you what it is, which is a Cistercian Rosé from 2021. Now, it does have a beautiful photograph on the front of this label. The picture on the front of the label is an original lithograph from around 1840. It shows the castle of Goebbelsberg and the church from the northeast of the vineyard. Just looking at this picture and knowing that it comes from 1840, I know there's a lot of history with this winery. So let's dive in and check it out. Austria is centrally located in Europe. It's nestled between Germany and Italy. Germany is located to the southeast of Austria, and Italy is located to the northeast. The Alps cover much of the country, especially towards the west side of the country. This makes only the lower plains and hills on the eastern side of the country really suitable for wine growing. So that's where we're going to focus today. Austria is known for white wine, but 30% of the wine they produce is actually red. And according to archaeological research, grape growing has been around since 700 BC with grape seeds found in Zegersdorf. This country has been producing wine for hundreds of years. So today should be a lot of fun diving in and learning about this one. Now, a fun fact about Austria for anybody who is a wine lover, is that Austria is actually the home of Rydell glassware. So I hope you guys have fun today picking out your favorite Rydell glass to taste this wine with. As mentioned on the label, this wine comes from Schloss Goebbelsberg, and it's located in Lower Austria near the Danube River, about 50 miles northeast of Vienna in Comptal. They produce both red and white wines, and they have been producing wine for hundreds of years, with wine production dating back to 1171. It is the oldest winery in the Danube region, and the Danube region has multiple valleys. Some will have warmer areas, while others have cooler areas. This really lends itself to the grapes grown in this area. Goebbelsburg Castle has always had an in-house wine cellar. I mean, how cool is that? Your winery has a castle with an in-house wine cellar? 
I bet it's gorgeous. Now, while it has been expanded over the years, it can be dated back to the 11th century. It's one of the oldest estates in Austria, and it's connected to the Cistercian Monastery. They originated in Burgundy, spreading all over Europe. During the time between the Middle Ages and secularization, monasteries had a strong impact on winemaking in Austria. The monks really decided which grapes would be planted in this area. I mean, think about this for a minute. Monks could read and write. They would have recorded and wrote it down and would have handed methods down verbally generation from generation. That's hundreds of years of processing and grape varietals. I mean, just imagine the amount of history written in those pages. In 1996, Michael Moosburger took over responsibility of the property. He originally started out in the hotel and restaurant trade. His father founded the first Austrian sommelier association. So wine has always been an important part of his life. And today he continues on that amazing legacy that the Cistercian Monastery started. This wine is a blend of Zweigelt, Pinot Noir, and St. Laurent. Now, while most of the plantings on this vineyard are white wine, 8% of it is actually Zweigelt, 6% is a Pinot Noir, and 7% is St. Laurent. So we're talking about a very small percentage of varietals today within this wine. Most of Austria's vineyard land lies in three eastern states. They are Burgenland and Steiermark, as well as Niederösterreich, or we also refer to it as Lower Austria. And that's where this wine comes from. Lower Austria is divided into four regions called Vertel, or quarters. And it's located in the northeastern corner of the country and is one of nine states in Austria. It's the largest growing region in Austria in both geographical area and vineyard acreage. It has a continental climate with warm, dry summers and severe winters. Winemaking in Austria is very fragmented. So winemakers may be working on a small parcel in one location and another small parcel in another location. The soil is made up of topsoil and limestone, and it requires vines to grow roots deep into the earth to find nutrients. As I mentioned earlier, this wine is made from Zweigelt, Pinot Noir, and St. Laurent. Zweigelt is actually a crossing between two other grape varietals, Blaufrankisch and St. Laurent. St. Laurent is an indigenous red variety. In cool climates, it will be similar to a Pinot Noir, and in warm climates, it will be similar to a Syrah. I mean, how fun is that, that you have both Zweigelt and one of its parent grapes, St. Laurent, in the same blend? Vineyards are located on the slopes and terraces of the valley of the river camp. Vines are trained in the guillot system, and they are roughly about 30 years old. If you've never heard of a guillot system, 
This is a trellised system where they take one cane, or we could also call it a limb, off of the vine in the row, and it is trained along a wire. And all of them on each of these vines, they take that one cane and all of them will be trained in the same direction. So if you ever hear a guillotte system, that's what it is. Sometimes you'll hear double guillotte and stuff like that. And that just means how many canes or limbs are they training around that system. The grapes in this area are hand harvested in October And wine is matured in stainless steel for about four months. Their goal is to produce a Goebbelsburg Rosé that is close in style to a white wine. So they're going to use white wine production methods. Goebbelsburg wants to be able to have their wines closer to a white wine. They want a wine that is lean with pronounced acidity. So it should be interesting when we go to try this wine, if they really achieved that goal. They also use something that is called a dynamic cellar concept. And this was developed by Michael Moosberger. The concept is meant to be flexible. They no longer pump wines from one temperature-controlled area to another. They use barrels on wheels to manually move the wines. The goal behind this concept is to reduce reliance on equipment and create a more flexible and adaptable cellar. I mean, that's pure dedication because when you are talking about a wine cellar that has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years and you're opting to rely on less and less equipment... That's dedication to the quality and purity of these wines. So we've talked about where this wine comes from and how it's made. And we've also talked about how it should taste, kind of like a white wine. Are you guys ready to open up the bottle and pour ourselves a glass and give it a try? I'm serving my wine today around the 7 to 10 degrees Celsius, which is about 45 to 48 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't want it too cold as I want to experience all of the aromas and flavors this wine has. I mean, if it really is supposed to be like a white wine, but it's a rosé, it'll be interesting to see what those aromas and flavors are. Looking at the color on this wine, it is delicate, pink. It's a really soft, almost like a soft peach color or maybe even like a a soft salmon pink color. It's very delicate when you look at it. Smelling this wine, it's just as delicate as the color. You know, I can pick out certain aromas like strawberry and grapefruit and citrus and I even kind of get a watermelon flavor where it just is bright you get those bright fruits and then you also can get a little bit of herb and minerality kind of almost like a chalkiness to it but it's soft and it's delicate so you you really have to get your nose in there I wonder if the flavor is just as delicate I say we try it.
Oh, yeah. There's some acidity in there. It is really nice, lean, and crisp. And you get that bright flavor. You get the strawberry, raspberry, cherry. I get watermelon and peach. So you get those bright summertime fruits. But I also got to admit, I kind of get a little bit more tangerine than grapefruit. But it's still kind of that citrus flavor to it. And then I also get a minerality to it. I get that chalkiness to it. It's interesting. It's almost kind of reminiscent of like a raspberry lemonade, but but not sweet. They did a great job of creating something very similar to a white wine, but yet you still get those fun, bright red fruits on this wine. This wine would be great with a shrimp salad and something on the grill, like doing some grilled veggies like zucchini and peppers or even a light fish. It would also be really great with just having some simple goat cheese with it. I mean, this wine has a lot of acidity to it. So being able to have the fish or the goat cheese, it's going to be able to stand up to it. But the flavors are so delicate that the shrimp and that light fish aren't are not going to overpower it at all. I mean, this is, th- this is a great wine. You guys are going to have to tell me what you think about it. Austria is best known for white wines. A lot of times we hear about Gruner Veltliner when we think about Austria. But today, Schloss Goebelsberg showed us that Austria is so much more than just a quality white wine producing region. They can produce beautiful reds as well as wonderful rosés. So to close out today, we talked about the ins and outs of Schlosskellery Goebelsberg Winery. We broke down Austria and the region of Niedersterreich. We learned about Michael Moosberger and everyone who makes this wine. We talked about how this wine was made from the vine to the bottle. And most importantly, we talked about how it looks, tastes, and smells. Let me know if you've had this wine, and if you did, what did you think of it? I would also love to hear your feedback on future wines you would like to know more about. Go to Tastemans and Terror with STC Wine Girl on buzzsprout.com. You can find my contact information there. You can also contact me on my website, midwestvino.com. I've put links to both in the description. If this wine sounds interesting to you and you would like to know more about Schloss Goebelsberg, you can check out their website. I'll add a link to them in the description as well. And if you like this episode, make sure to hit the follow and click the notification icon so you don't miss future episodes. Join me next week as we select a new wine, learn where it's from, how it's made, how it tastes, and above all, let's have some fun finding wines we like. See you next week, wine lovers. Cheers. Or as they say in Austria, Prost. Prost.